0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA Plus community media organization Joy. Keep joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our joycast.
1: You're on Joy 94.9. Welcome to the Escape Hour. You're with Mark today. Today we're talking St Kilda, one of um, the uh, queerest suburbs, I think, in Melbourne. And I've got three people here who are St Kilda institutions. So I'm, I'm going to uh, let you introduce yourselves more than anything. We've got Jules, Marco and Paul. So Jules, I'm going to start with you, because you've probably got the most interestingly named bar in St Kilda. You're probably a newer... Bar, but you've brought some interest back to a a part of town which was uh, used to be the hottest strip in town and has been a bit unloved for a little while, but is changing a lot. Yes, yeah. So tell us about your bar and how you got that name.
2: So the bar is Misery Guts, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was uh, named Misery Guts, it's my dad's nickname for me, or it was. (laughs) <laughs> His nickname for me. A bit of a mutual thing um, and out of love, of course. Yes. Nothing, you know, nothing too horrible. Um, and, yeah, it, it really polarises people. You either love it and smile or yeah. you think, oh, I'm not going to go into a place named Misery Guts. So,
1: um, <laughs> but it's a cool bar and you've got cool stuff. And it's—it uh, to me, when I first visited... Um, a couple of years ago, I think, Yes. Um, it uh, really struck me as a bit of the old St Kilda felt like it was back.
2: Yes. I I don't know how that happened. I just flung open the doors and I just, I don't know, everyone loved it. And I've got a good crew of people that come down there, uh, mainly locals, which I really like. I sort of don't attract the backpackers, which is fine by me because I think there's enough in St Kilda for them. Um, and all of my customers are St Kilda based most of the time. And
1: uh, I, you've got pride flags. You've got a lot of queer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how did that come about? Because it's you're not an outwardly stated gay venue. No. But uh, it's very St Kilda to be welcoming.
2: Yes, I. I'm not quite sure how that happened. It's just <laughs> me treating people as i would like to be treated mm-hmm. that's the that's my main goal and just to be authentic and welcome everyone and anyone and it doesn't matter who you are yeah just to be kind to one another and that's all that i know how to do really
1: and you've had drag bingo we have
2: we <laughs> had that last winter uh, yeah. for a few months which was an absolute hit yeah um and this winter we're going to do something different
1: yes interesting um,
2: probably a maybe a trivia or something like that but mm. uh stay tuned yeah
1: well it's exciting to know that there are other um queer friendly venues coming up in St Kilda because it used to be a lot uh, especially the Prince of Wales was a, a big hot spot yeah and there used to be drag shows and the Greyhound and it, it, the the life kind of moved out of St Kilda for the OBGTI community and also around Pran Windsor where it used to be home, especially Commercial Road. Yeah,
3: Commercial Road, remember? Uh, in the 90s, yeah.
1: And it just faded off, and it's gone to Smith and Gertrude Street or the CBD. So Mm -hmm. it's good to see that there are other venues coming back and the Pride Centre's coming and, yeah. You just heard from Marco. Marco and Paul are from Fitzrovia, which is uh, another uh, Fitzroy Street institution. Tell us about the name there, Marco.
3: Well, Fitzrovia, that was the hardest name we could have um, found for our restaurant. It took us, I don't know, Many months. <laughs> um, well, was it named uh, after the street or the, the, well, the suburb yeah, of London? Yeah, that's right. So we've. Um, it was a series of, of situation that made us decide to call it Fitzrovia. We lived in um, in a suburb in the UK for, for about six years, which was called, it's called Fitzrovia, mm-hmm. and, um, North London, uh, isn't it? It's in, uh, uh, North uh, Central, just yeah. next to Soho. Ah, oh, okay. The other side of, uh, of Oxford Street. Right. So one side is so and the other side is Fitzrovia. So we lived there for six years. We've got great memories of the place. You know, we were in, in very young and mm. um, we had the best time of our life and so on. The other uh, reason why we call the Fitzrovia is because it's called Fitzroy Street. Mm. Now, I'm Italian. I'm from Rome. So um, Fitzrovia in, my, in Italian means Fitzroy Street.
1: Avia.
3: Oh. Yes. Yes. So we were like, well I think we found the name. Yeah, perfect. But you know, I'm not, I don't even want to tell you what names we're thinking of. Alright, oh, tell us. <laughs> no. <laughs> Top secret. <laughs> Is this for new
1: ideas? Taking yes, over the
3: rest yes, of Fitzroy yes, yes, Street. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of the, yeah, so we call it Fitzrovia and, uh, um, you know, it's been, it's been a real um, success as a name, you know. Some people thought we were a Russian shop, Fitzrovia. But no. Oh really? Yeah. I think it's very British
1: because of Fitzrovia in London.
3: Well, yeah, but some people don't know about Fitzrovia in London, so they, they oh, assume enough. that it's uh you know, like Zagovia or our country in the world or something, you ah, know. Ah, like
1: Bulgaria. Or, you know, <laughs> or something like
3: that. But, um, you know, it's a very catchy name and um, um, very easy, easy to read and people remember it. And um, we've been there for eight years, so we're extremely happy about choosing that name and therefore, yeah. So, Paul, you're back a house there,
1: right? Right, yeah, the you, make, you make make all the delicious treats come out the door. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we, we do
0: breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, um, and so we've got quite a lot going on in the back of house. Yeah, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm a chef by trade, so I'm a, yeah. I'm a chef. I grew up as a chef. Um, started my apprenticeship as a teenager back in the '80s here, when, in the days mm. of Gloria Staley and Stephanie Alexander and all these guys. And I've got a, um, a
1: trivia question I'm going to ask you because you're the right vintage. <laughs> well, so keep, okay. keep talking, and I'm. I'm writing down a note to myself.
0: <laughs> right, fair enough. And then, um, so I did my apprenticeship here and then thought if I want to be good at this I should go to Europe. And so went to Europe with the idea of being there for six months or eight months or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, met, met Marco, my partner. Um, and... Spent 20 years there, and then we came back to Australia and with the idea of opening up a place. Yeah, and so that's
1: why the, the London connection works so well there. Yeah. But, um, so you spent 20 years in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah, yeah. It is a ton. Big part no, of your career. Absolutely. So, w- how, what do you typify the change that's happened since you opened the doors eight years ago uh, on Fitzroy Street? Well, it feels like yesterday that we did. To be honest, when mm. we
0: came back to Australia, we moved to Parramatta because we yep. thought Parramatta was a cool place to hang out, whatever. But we found that we we're always hanging out in St Kilda. Mm-hmm. Like we had friends that were living down by the. You know, down by the beach, and so we ended up spending pretty much every weekend down there. And this is back when the Prince was uh, Prince huge. Yeah, it was a fantastic place to go before uh, Monday.
3: Nice, yeah, drag queens having fun. It was a great night. I yeah. think the Van handles yeah. really ran
1: it with yeah. an eye on the community. I sure did, yeah. and sure we're did. a big part of the community. Yeah, and I know. Much. Much so. When did they sell that? Oh, six, seven, six yeah. years ago now? And that's, it changed a bit. I think yeah. Van Handels
0: had a very different view on... I think so. Yeah. They're good operators, mm. really. They're fantastic, and the Van so, yeah. um, so, so it ended up being where we moved to, and by progression, that's where we ended up opening our business. And so we really felt part of the community there. Like mm. we, we, we live and work and live a very village
1: lifestyle there. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, uh, has the uh, palette or the customer changed much over the last eight years, or are you pretty much seeing the same kind of people? I don't think our customers do, because um, because we like, like Jules, we
0: focus primarily on the neighbourhood and yeah. on yeah. you know on locals. Um, but I think the, the like the macro environment of St Kilda has changed a hell of a lot. Um, there's still just as many beautiful people and a really socio economic mix that yeah. live there. Um, and if you market towards those. People and if you're very customer facing, and if you know you're, you're the operator, um, you're, you th- there's a lot of respect for that. But the, uh, the majority of businesses now there have started looking towards tourism and looking towards that backpack community, mm. and it has changed quite a lot because of that.
1: Mm. Yeah, and Fitzroy Street's still got a lot of dark windows. The Pride Centre's coming up, and that was announced on the Seventeenth of January, that construction works have started and the contractor has been appointed. We mm. talked to congratulations. Jude. That's yeah, fantastic. we talked to Jude on um, uh, Satmag last week, and the director uh, of uh, Hanson. I think it's Caroline Hanson um, from the construction company Hanson Youngkin, and um, yeah, they've already started doing works on the site. So it's wow. very exciting that it's moving forward. I uh, Must be so pleased. That's great, and it's going to be fantastic for Fitzroy Street. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, because two of the biggest changes we'll talk about after the break and how that's impacted you. One is what the block has done with the Gatwick, which is very controversial in a lot of minds. It's had um, very big flow effects. And I also want to talk about um, the Pride Centre a bit more and how that's going to impact on you. And we're going to talk about Pride March. You're enjoying 94.9. I was at work. I was riding my horse. I was microwaving a watermelon. My iguanas escaped.
2: There are lots of reasons why you may have missed your favorite show but don't worry because our podcast team has you covered they'll work through rain hail and national glitter shortages to bring you the best bits of every show visit joy.org.au
0: and click on the podcast tab or head to the itunes australia podcast store and subscribe to your favorite
2: shows for free thanks to our podcasters you'll never feel guilty about missing a show again joy.org.au
1: today's Story that we're really fleshing out on the Escape Hour is all about St Kilda, Melbourne's original queer rainbow jewel in the crown. Today we've got jewels from Misery Guts, we've got Marco and Paul from Fitzrovia, institutions in St Kilda. And just before the break, we were talking about the Pride Centre opening, and that's going to change a lot of things on Fitzroy Street. There's a lot of dark windows. And, you know, the the story... 22
2: of them to be exact.
1: Wow, is that right? Really?
2: I think so. Wow. There's a a few.
1: Best chance. Well, um, in my former role, um, I was very exposed to a lot of the landlords um, yes. on Fitzroy Street. And uh, <laughs> I know that they uh, have a very firm view on value and yes. what they should be getting in rent. <laughs> mm. But your hospitality traders, let's talk about the big story here. Staff are expensive. Yes. And people deserve to be paid properly. 100%. Yeah. Um, stock is expensive. We were talking to the gin queen last week and I was shocked at how much tax Australia puts on our own producers Mm -hmm. and how cheaply you can buy um, an Australian-made gin overseas compared to here. It can be 30% more expensive to buy it in the same city it's made, (laughs) let alone buying it in New York because of that pure tax, Australian tax on things. So stock is expensive, people are expensive, rent is expensive. Jules, how do you get by? How do you juggle all that?
2: Oh, that's a big question. Uh, you just do your best. I mean, I'm a firm believer in supporting uh, independent and local uh, breweries and mm-hmm. uh, as many spirit companies and uh, soft drinks and uh, as much domestic as you know Australian products as I can. Which is really hard because it's so easy to sell your soul and go, oh, get something cheap from somewhere else. Yeah, the big or, American corporates. hundred <laughs> percent. Um so it's it is harder and more expensive to support the smaller people, but I much prefer to do it. I, I'm I'm proud standing behind the bar and behind my business knowing that I'm supporting smaller craft brewers and uh people who are doing it tough like I am. Mm. Um because they're the people who need it the most, not mm. not the bigger companies. Because there's plenty of other people doing that. So I think that's um, that's a difference with my business, especially in the area that I'm in, mm. um, showcasing a really vast array of products, and people appreciate that. They come back because they've got that. I've got that that obscure beer or that that Heathcote Shiraz. That's you know. Do you know what I mean? I know very well.
1: Especially in winter, it's a it's a lovely place because there's a fireplace. Yes, oh, we yeah. do have
2: a fireplace, which yeah. I think I've become yeah. a little famous for. It's yeah. very mm-hmm. cosy in 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 the winter. Mm.
1: Uh, and it's a former bank.
2: Yes, it's a beautiful <laughs> building. We've got a um um the old vault, so mm. the bank vault in there, which is um. It actually houses the bathrooms. If bathroom. yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> but look, everyone has to visit the bathrooms once at the, in when you're there, so everyone gets to see them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful building with high ceilings and beautiful windows that we fling open in summer. But yeah, in the in the in the winter season, it's uh, the place does come alive because of the. Uh, the fireplace. We yeah. do mulled wine, and it's 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 really a home away from home for a lot of my customers. Yeah. And a lot of people have said to me,
1: "Look, Jules, this is this is my second living room," which is nice. And St Kilda needed more of that because um, it yes. used to have a lot of it, and it went away. Um, yes. uh, you know, v- v- places on Ackland Street used to have that feeling, and they've just changed. And I think it's a response to expensive rent, expensive staff, expensive stock, and trying to make a margin happen in a very expensive. Uh, business, it's a mugs game, it's yes. a lot of hard work.
2: Especially just... in, in winter as well, St Kilda can sort of shut down mm. and for me I'm lucky in that I've got my my regulars, my um, uh, the, the people that support me in the quieter months and it's not just the tourists, uh, so I'm thankful for them because they're my bread and butter and they come down with their kids and their dogs and mm. you know. Have a glass of wine in mm. in the middle of July, which is all I can ask for.
1: Yeah, um, have a chat, play some games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mark and Paul, um, the big change that happened on Fitzroy Street over the last couple of years is the Gatwick. Mm. Talk us through how that impacted your business or changed just your life, living, working, and oh. being around the street.
3: It's it's been a it's been a Kind of a roller coaster with emotions the Gatwick, because mm-hmm. um, you know it brings a lot of factors and you 've got a lot of people obviously they 've been taken away from that building, a lot of people that had mental problems and and a myriad of other problems that has been always confrontational, and how you we 're going to tackle that problem obviously we did have a lot of people on the street that they lived at the Gatwick but continued um, to create havoc and um Well, very
2: suddenly, you've got this small population of displaced people. Mm. No one's looking after them. They don't know where to go. Uh, and the community and
1: it's, is St Kilda. It's, you, you can't just rip them, uh, send them off to an outer suburb. Well,
3: right. no, you know, we're obviously helping them would be number one priority. Yep. You know, making sure that these people are not living on the street and uh, mm. screaming their heads out because for no reason, because they've got mental issues, and mm. you know, and someone should really, really do something about it. You know, mm. it's it's a very serious issue. A lot of people feel. Um, in they feel uh, they're afraid of, of this kind of behaviour. But, I mean, I never had problem personally, and I, I hardly know anyone that's been attacked or anything. But, um, look, by saying so, um, I think things have changed. Um, We can see that the streets are much cleaner now. There are still a few people uh, loitering around, hanging around. that's
1: always been the case in St Kilda. But this is
3: everywhere. Look, I see, look, St Kilda, like, when I come to the city, I see the the same thing. There's a lot of people on the street. You might not noticing it as much as you do in St Kilda, because the city is much busier. You know, if you would have more people walking on the street, then you you will notice less. But... um, I I think that um, I hope that these people have been rehoused uh, properly, uh, which is very important um, to us. Um, but uh, at the same time, um, we you know it's I think it's been a good a good move for for Fitzroy Street, you mm-hmm. know, to to progress that way. I think so, don't you think so, Paul?
0: Yeah, I do. I do. Like in general, I do. I think in the lead up to it, we all had this understanding that something fantastic was coming. The block was going to bring a lot of activity to the street and it was more in the doing of the project than in the actual aftermath of it. Now that the project's been there, it's like... Uh, it's like a, a an empty block of flats like it doesn't
1: it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look very lively i have got to be honest there's it's not
3: anything. a light on every night a night does anyone die. live there and I so. all the plants have died on the terraces and <laughs> balconies <laughs> yes, <laughs> i've
1: seen that. Yes,
3: no. I think it's, it's, still it's still a just, house of tears i don't know yeah i think <laughs> no one lives there i don't know i don't know it's really weird
0: so while it's a really polarizing issue for st kilda that you know we're seeing land value displacing people that really need to be taken care of mm-hmm. um You know, as traders, we're excited to have, uh, you know, marketing of the street and activity on the street and and something new and something happening. Um, But now that it's all been and gone, we realise that it was actually in the doing of it that was the... the, the, the the fun thing. Yeah. Um. Now that it's actually happened, it's like, oh, okay. Well, it's not that's why flats. I'm so excited <laughs> about the Pride Centre because the Pride yep. Centre is going to bring workers. It's going to bring people to the street. More
2: lasting for mm. sure.
0: Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah.
0: More activity and and it'll just be one. How many staff are they going to be there?
1: Three hundred or
3: over two hundred and fifty? I heard something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: <laughs> um, I am on the property committee. of The Pride <laughs> <the laughs> Centre as a volunteer, but I've only been to one meeting. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm helping out, with out the real retail lead. No, I just started it. January, December. <laughs> okay. mm. Next meeting is next week, I think. But uh, yeah, I'm um, uh, not sure. <laughs> right, but it's big. It's, it, it, it's it huge. Big. And have you seen the fly through plans? Well, we saw yeah. this like yeah representation of it. It, it, it looks fantastic. It's on the, if you look, look on the Facebook page, they've posted the fly through plans, so you can see how the building. Yeah, is we, going saw to be. we saw it
3: today. We saw it today. Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. What's going to be yeah. in it? And yeah. the architecture beautiful. is amazing. So they've yeah. done a they've, they've done a great beautiful. job. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a complex building it really is so I I would say 150 people on a regular basis which is great straight opposite um, an accessible tram stop so uh, people with disabilities uh, can find it easier to access and egress
3: and this is a great centre for you know for young for young gay men gay women or you know transgenders anyone that you know, for years and years, they've been feeling so scared and, and not accepted. And so it's a great place for them to go and, and talk about lots of things, you know, and I or think work. it's great. And, and work. And exactly. a place that's yeah. very safe, uh, accepting. Oh, yeah, an astonishing place. I yeah. can't wait.
0: And to it's accept. wonderful for you guys that you've been renting here for so long yeah. now that you've actually got a home and a place that's yours. And that you can, that all
1: the societies can actually develop from there. It's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, I know that Joey's um, earmarked to be in there, and uh, we're looking very much so forward to good one to that. I think it's going to be a bit challenging being in St Kilda because a lot of people perceive St Kilda when we were talking about this off here. people perceive St Kilda for being so much further than it is and I was talking to a friend who lives in Brunswick and they said, oh St Kilda's too far you know, I, I, I socialise close to home on Smith Street and <laughs> it was one of the mo- mo- more popular bars and I said, oh, let's have a look on Google Maps exactly how far it is to yeah. walk <laughs> and it was about 400 metres difference from my house to this bar on uh, Smith Street to his place from Brunswick to... and it's like, St Kilda's not that It's a real
2: psychological thing. I think it's that river. You know, people as soon as you cross (laughs) the river, people just like, oh no, I cannot do that. You know,
3: pack pack your passport,
2: pack your floaties. Exactly. It's it's not that far. I live in um, Collingwood. I'm on Smith Street. And people say to me, oh, Jules, how do you do it back and forth? It's it's like eight kilometres. It's okay.
1: I, there's a bus that goes from nearly outside my house on the corner of Barclay uh, Street and Prince's Street, and I think it takes me about... Uh, 12 minutes yes. to get to um, Gipp Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, I
3: don't know why. It, I walk it. Sometimes. It takes 13 minutes by yeah. with a car. Yeah. It's not a big deal. No, really. But having yeah. said
0: that, I love the fact that people see St Kilda as being other, something other, because it means it keeps it a real village. And
3: and it is a real village. It is beautiful. The yeah. mm.
0: Like The difference between St Kilda during the summer and the winter, like, during the winter you still see everyone you know on the streets, mm. and it's a real village vibe. And then during the summer, there's just a thousand people in the way but you still see the same people on the street true sure um and i love the yeah. fact that you know fitzroy street is packed with traffic as soon as it's 30 degrees
1: yeah yeah and and it's it, a good vibe it's wonderful yeah, yeah, it's yeah, wonderful yeah. yeah although i i don't like how um people are being politicized kids on the on the beach are being politicized as being such a threat to the community i'm mm. down on that beach all the time it's such an easy <laughs> angle to to turn into a political football yeah
0: you know? and it's, it's, it's weak it really is. Yeah. It really is. But yeah. it's you know, indicative of what's going on around the
1: world at the moment. True, true, true. So um, we're going to talk more after the break about Pride March because that's one of the biggest Yay. LBGTI days of the year. Oh, yeah. um, and um, I'm going to see if you're going to any midsummer events uh, in St Kilda or anywhere else in Melbourne. There's lots going around all over the place. So um, have you been doing much for midsummer? Not yet?
3: Uh, no, unfortunately, we don't. I mean, we're, we're running a very busy place, and <laughs> this um, time
0: of year for us. This is time insane. of year is really
3: busy for Fitzrovia, yeah, yeah. So yeah, right. it's it's almost impossible for us to take a break. But I have booked a few things, which I shouldn't talk about it because it's a secret. But anyway, I'll tell oh. you. later. Ah. <laughs> It's all going to be revealed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to put you in the cone of silence. Yes. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I went to an event last night uh, called Wank Bank, uh, the town. Tough, um, in town, yeah. Tough in town. Tough in town, yeah. And it was fantastic. It was one of the funniest events I've been I to. I mean, in a what very a long name. Time.
2: It's going to be fabulous no matter what.
3: Well, um, they. <laughs> well, <to laughs> talk about your shot for your beautiful uh, St. Kilda, but for the Pride. Well, that's true. Day. I do
2: have a specialty shot that we'll be running at Misery Guts for Pride March.
3: Uh, we're going to talk about that after Yeah, the break. <laughs>
2: we'll, yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll leave them hanging a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: we'll just keep everyone on edge, which edging was one of the <laughs> topics from last night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my friend Tamara won um, the uh, Wank Award and was taken up on stage. Of course oh. she did, of course <laughs> Tamara <the parents> did. <laughs> so it was a big night all round. Oh, <laughs> You're on Joy 94.9. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Hey, we're talking St Kilda. We've got Jules from Misery Guts. We've got Marco and Paul from Fitzrovia. And we're talking about how... Um, uh, St Kilda and Fitzroy Street in particular has changed. It's always been a queer uh, home. And next week we've got Pride March. And Pride March is a big thing in Melbourne. It, Fitzroy Street gets shut down. A lot of things go on, lots of yeah. parties. It's huge. It's one of the cornerstone events of the Midsummer uh, Carnival and Festival, sorry. Um, and you're right in the thick of all this. Mm so, Jules.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: What are you doing to celebrate Pride and to welcome people to St Kilda with your bar?
2: Well, we're going to decorate the place, as we always do. I go nuts with the with the decorations. Pride if, flags. Yes. If anyone's ever been there, it's... it's uh, in-
3: intense. <laughs> it's intense in there, isn't it? <laughs>
2: uh, there's not a, a, a space free on the walls. I'm always <laughs> draping something and hanging something from, from everywhere. So... Uh, it's going to be a great day. Uh, we're opening a little bit earlier. Uh, I think around 1pm. Yeah, because
1: up. Pride March starts at it's 11 this earlier this year, yeah. 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 which... Controversial. Yeah. Mm, I know. Yeah. Strange, we asked yeah. Karen about that um, yeah. last week when she was here in Sat Mag, and there are lots of reasons that f- fell into that. Well, the One heat last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was... A nightmare. Uh,
1: it was Forty-two, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, yeah, it's challenging. I have an
2: incredibly large air conditioning system, so <laughs> if it is that hot this year, then no,
3: it's twenty-eight degrees apparently. Ah, well, perfect, perfect. perfect. Mm, yeah, um, like
2: today. I've got some live music starting at six, so a little mm-hmm. bit later on, I've got this amazing jazz singer Alma Ziger, who's Deborah Conway's daughter.
1: She's oh, wow. Amazing.
2: Uh, wow. She's like a mix between. Billy Holiday and uh, Amy Winehouse kind oh, of vibe, awesome. and she's, oh, wow. she's young, she's about 21, and she's mesmerising, uh, so she'll be on from six, uh, and before that, I'm sure we'll be doing some disco tunes. Yes, I'm sure. And just drink specials, we do have a, <laughs> a very special shot uh, that we're going to be running. I don't know if I can. What's us us it more. called? What's it called? <laughs> you yeah, asked. It's, it's called the cum shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seven dollars. Very very reasonably priced for what you get. Um it's uh it, it tastes good. It, it's we've, we've tried to make it as realistic as possible, if, if I can say that.
3: It's going to about- be a very happy ending to the Pride yeah.
2: March. <laughs> uh, you can definitely have more than one. More than one is recommended. Um, yeah, lots of rum, bit of cucumber in there for okay. the... Consistency, bit of salt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, don't I can't know. wait to try it.
2: <laughs> and um, yeah, it's always a very big, big day at Misery yeah. Guts for us, so I'm really looking
1: forward to it. It's. Do you get to get out much, or are you busy?
2: We'll be busy. Deck, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember last year I did dash out and have a look at the at the the marches, which was which was great. But no, it's it's a it's a big day, mm. big day for us. So we'll be slinging drinks and. Uh, keeping everyone hydrated
1: fantastic (laughs) now Paul being a queer run business Pride March Fitzroy (laughs) Street you've got to be doing something we love
0: pride day it's one of the, yeah. our favorite days of the year we're we're really blessed that our location opposite uh, elba park up in the yeah. uh, up the top end of um the paris end the paris, the paris end of <laughs> 5th yeah, right street is right we, we. where the parade starts <laughs> so um so we we start with breakfast in the morning yeah. and uh, and the the crowd that we get the eclectic nature of all the people that come in make for such a fun atmosphere so we have the tunes turned right up the staff absolutely love it everyone has a great time and and so we've sort of become the unofficial meeting point for everybody that wants to come and see the Pride March. Mm. So they come and have breakfast with us and also all of the participants in the march as well. Mm. We'll generally come and grab coffees or grab drinks or whatever from us before it starts. Um, so we do, we're doing a, a Bellini brunch board uh, for, for because we've got a, a big street-side terrace which yeah. where, the, where the, the march goes by. And so we're offering... Uh, we've, we've created this fantastic board of all different mixtures of flavours and purees and stuff with an instruction manual on how you can make your own Bellinis, like five or six different flavours of Bellinis. And we give a bottle of Prosecco per two people and then all of these different things that make up... The first course of your brunch and a very boozy brunch as well, uh, and then the second course we, we give a, a breakfast menu, which is one that, like has five of our favorite flavors on there, and you can choose your lunch from that. Yeah. So, um, so you can book a table on the side of the street, and then the the, the table's yours, um, and it also includes a really nice
1: boozy offer. And okay. it's Seventy
3: dollars per person.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, you have a bunch of people coming in, uh, who just. Every year, I guess. Yes. yes. regulars. Yes. Okay. yes, yeah. Yeah, and what I've noticed before, because I march with joy every year, mm-hmm. um, I notice that around your part of Fitzroy Street, there's a lot of other restaurants with outdoor seating. Yeah. A lot of uh, people with mixed abilities and mixed ages uh, tend to get there nice and early and sort of steal themselves before the march. Um, a lot of older people or people who might not find it easy to walk and march but want to be a part... And want to be involved, exactly. have the opportunity
0: to relax and we 've got super wide footpaths and really nice accessible cities so it 's all really nice and flat and last year we um, for the first time, we got misting fans uh, oh. on the side of the road, which was the best thing so we're doing that yeah, again this hot. year it was <laughs> stinking which um, i didn't go last year so it was a really lovely atmosphere out the front like people had just stop by and even just stand there for two minutes in front of the misting fan just like getting a bit of respite yeah. um, before moving on again but um it's a great part of the street because it doesn't have the awnings over the top of the street and it's all beautiful london plane trees so it's yep. really shady uh it's just a great spot to sit and people watch Oh, yeah. and as you know there's lots of people watching to be done on the day
3: oh, and <laughs> last year went on and on and on I was overwhelmed along the last four with so many people participating and I think this year um with you know uh, the new Lord the past that we can marry um it's just going to be massive it's just going to be I think maybe probably double the size you know so i'm expecting to have a lot of people this year uh, last year them I think the match went on for an hour and a half which was unheard of, I think, I? am I right? There are a lot
1: of groups. I can't remember yeah. what Karen said, how many people. is? Uh, I think there's over 100 groups. Yeah. But it's fantastic how many organisations have large LBGTI yeah. support groups, yeah. uh, like Australia Post and yeah. like um, uh, the big banks all have large uh, support groups and they march with their company and awesome. that's their company um, respecting and understanding the diversity that they have within their organisation and their efforts to make sure that um, people can bring their whole selves to work. Mm. Um, there's community groups like Joy, there's um, uh, legal centres, there's it's just phenomenal the yeah. amount of people who uh, who join up and go, off uh, will go, I don't know if they've got a list of what you're allowed to look like, but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pufduf, they're doing uh, a thing at the, the Bolo next door. Are they? Yeah, they're doing oh, a they? big event there, yeah, in the afternoon, three o'clock.
1: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so
3: a bit of more music yeah. and dancing and yeah, party, party.
1: Yeah, it's a a big fun day. And then it culminates down in Katani Gardens. Yes, that's right. Yeah, with the official uh, midsummer Yeah, party. Party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Jules? Yes. What's going to happen next on Fitzroy Street? How do you find 2019 rolling out in front of you?
2: Well, I'm actually... I'm, I'm off the beaten track, so I'm just off Fitzroy Street on Grey Street. So, for me... Uh well, we've Gray got Grey
1: Street's probably got bigger change coming this well, year. Well,
2: we've got the new block happening mm. at the old Oslo Backpackers. So that's definitely I again like we were saying before with the block. I'm not quite sure how it's going to change things, but I do know it's going to shine the light on Grey Street. Mm. I mean it did the same with Fitzroy Street last year, but Grey Street it's it can be still quite rough, I suppose, but I It's I, a diamond in the rough. Yes.
1: Of course. But that's the Alliance Francaise. Yes, there's that. So there's a twinkle.
2: (laughs) And me. (laughs) And Misery guards.
1: (laughs) And um, uh, then there's a lot of community services. Yes. uh, Yeah. Accessible. So people who um, uh, require those, of course, will be up and down Fitzroy Street. Uh, uh, So Gray Street, Street. yeah. Uh,
2: So that's going to happen midway this year. So I'm expecting a lot more, I suppose, foot traffic and interest. And yeah, there'll be a light shot on that area.
1: so, it'll be interesting because the Oslo um, is more of a, a traditional backpacker place. It doesn't necessarily accommodate a lot of people. True, uh, like the, the Gatwick did, people who are yeah. in crisis or people that are needing yeah. um, that style of accommodation and support services. So it's it's not really displacing the way that the Gatwick did.
2: Exactly. So yeah. it it will be different this time. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. A lot of my customers are just saying, "Oh my gosh, Jules." What they're going to do to you, you know, it's going to be amazing. So, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. It'll be, it'll
1: be. would be interesting to see because the kind of people that watch the block don't tend to be the kind of people that live in St Kilda.
2: Well, that's exactly
1: <laughs> sort of the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well,
3: we we had, I mean. Um, this year the season of this year of the block to us has been overwhelming I mean we had so many people um, coming uh, for breakfast lunch uh, just because they were visiting the site taking pictures Um, and it's you know they had the block shop Mm. uh, where people can buy bits and pieces and um, you know lots of people were referred to come to Victoria for breakfast so to us it's been a great a great opportunity Um, you know it's been definitely very good for us yeah Mm. Yeah,
1: I wonder if anyone's going to live at the Oslo. <laughs> I do going to be oh, don't know. We'll see. Here. Expensive transactions and no one moves in. <laughs>
2: well, it's a much bigger property than the Gatwick, and it is situated on the hill. Yeah. And I think the the top apartments will have an incredible view.
1: Oh, do you think they'll get a view of the water?
2: Oh, maybe.
1: Uh, I'd like mm. to think so. In With in price between, tags yeah.
2: like that, you'd want a view. <laughs> you'd want to look at something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be exciting. And I'm mm. going to be, I think, the the closest watering hole, so Certainly, I'm expecting,
1: yeah, quite a bit of runoff from that. Towards the Barclay great. Street end is probably the only other, yeah, watering hole. Yeah, yeah, and they're very backpackery focused. Yeah, so might
2: there. might get some some tradies in.
1: Yeah, nice, Short-tops. some high vis. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <The> high vis
3: action.
1: <laughs> You're enjoying ninety four point
3: nine. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy ninety four point nine.
1: We've got Jules from Misery Guards and Paul and Marco from Fitzrovia. And we were just talking about what Jules... Um, thinks is going to happen around the Gray Street area in 2019. So, Marco and Paul, what do you think from your perspective as being long-term? Because you're also
3: local residents, aren't you? Yeah, and we are. We are. We area. live on, on Ackland yeah. Street, right, right there, right at the heart of it. So, so yeah. what
1: do you think is going to happen with the Pride Centre moving in? The SBs taken off, um, Village Look, Bell change. You know, there's so many really. We big already things can have see happened.
3: a lot of improvement in the area. We can see a lot of young people moving into the area. Right. Um, and, uh, apart from being like, me. <laughs> like us, exactly. <laughs> Uh, apart being a, f- a fantastic area to live because of the bay, of the sunset, and um, uh, now we got extremely decent restaurants. We got a beautiful Hespi opened again. They've done a great job. Recommend everyone to go in, and take a look at it. Um, especially the Cantonese restaurant is one of one of our favorites at the moment. Um, and Amphitrobia, obvious, obviously, uh, but um, definitely, yeah, it's the improvement is it's out there. Um, 2019 will be great. We've been uh, we've been participating with. The council, as well, in uh, improving the street, improving Fitzroy Street, we had uh, uh, numerous meeting um, with the new CEO of uh, Port Phillip Bay, um, and um, we all exchanged ideas on how uh, we could make St Kilda a safer, a more approachable place. And um, um, you know, we've been dedicating a lot of a long time uh, to it, and um, I can see that um, the result uh, uh, are there. Uh, things have changed on the street um um the people and the whole community wants uh wants to wants it to, to happen you know it's just uh not the traders but people that live in the area yeah. they just want it well jules um,
1: mentioned 22 closed shops on fitzroy street oh
3: well, yeah that's right you know but that's greedy landlords you know and um and unfortunately that's that's what it is and also again you know i understand that um you know people that want to open a restaurant or cafe or shop they might think it twice when the rent is very high and there is not a lot of uh, food traffic on the street but it's changing we can see it weekends are getting very busy there's a lot of people coming in and as we were talking before I think you know through the Gatswick closing down through the block opening uh, these beautiful apartments and so on and being on TV there's a lot of more awareness about St uh, Kilda maybe people had different ideas back then and with all the, the filming, the new images, the new places opening. People are just more drawn into it. and uh, yeah So what do
1: you think Council's going to do? Obviously, you being involved with the Traders Association, There's, they're, they're going to be communicating what their ideas are to improve how traders can perform. Because I'd love to see a lot of individual, you know, not not chain stores opening, but no. people getting creative and yeah. opening
3: well the 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 CEO which is what's in um oh. well,
0: there's a there's a big action at the moment mm-hmm. to uh, uh, they've brought over a consultant from uh, who was instrumental in, Adelaide, in, yeah. in creating Adelaide pl- as a um, a, co- a concept of place setting of uh, understanding who the stakeholders are in an area what we really need to to develop the area, to make it more inclusive, to make it more uh, responsive to what people in the area, both visitors and locals, want. Um, And he's been very, very good over... like Adelaide's gone through an absolute renaissance mm-hmm. in the last few years, and so the city of Port Phillip have been very good at bringing him over to um, specifically with Fitzroy Street to say you know, what has happened in Fitzroy Street. What wh- is it? Just that there are greedy landlords? Is, has the council made bad decisions in the past? Um, you know, is it? Are there too many different stakeholders that haven't been? That haven't been, uh, you know, brought together, um, and so so there's a lot of action going on at the moment to to help that sort of thing. I'm a firm believer that when it comes to greedy, greedy landlords, that we should have a system whereby. If your shop is empty for a certain amount of time, you pay more rates, and if 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 it stays to be empty, then you pay even higher rates until. So it just creates an
1: impetus to. to It's a really complex. I I work in property law, and that's a very difficult Mm. thing. It is. People have got a lot of the landlords have other funding facilities based on the previous rent that was paid. So if they take a lower rent, that changes all of their other funding, and that's why a lot of landlords keep things empty because it um, is financially quite challenging for their other investments. Um, It's not an excuse. I hear you. uh, But um, that's what a lot of people do. So it's it's cheaper for them. It's more profitable for them across their investments to keep something shut because their last rent was, say it was $100 a square metre. If they take 70, then they have to um, divest from other areas. So there's a lot of complexities that goes with it. So can a council force people to change the valuation of their property? Is it the right thing for the community? Is it the right thing economically? The very big question. To Correct. solve and that would go right through the court system the
0: issues in uh in, in uh, Lygon street in yeah. in all of the major yeah. shopping streets like i think we're we're just changing as a community, you know, yeah there's much more shopping in Chadstone or other major uh, online uh, uh, online shopping mm. as well mm. so I think high streets in general have to reinvent themselves yeah. as 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 local places of the community rather than just retail spots, yeah yeah. So
1: you were talking about what kind of placemaking have, have they been discussing? For so we're,
0: we're talking about like using pop-up, like using empty shops for for pop-up stores, bringing more young, youthful, creative ideas into the area. Um, the Fitzroy Street Traders Association have been fantastic in um, like for uh, Halloween, mm-hmm. um, they made the most beautiful street party uh, with free face painting for the kids, and every, it's been going on for about six years now, yeah. and every year it, it doubles inside. Does it really? Yeah, it's a wonderful concept. Um, I don't know. I haven't been. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: I, th- I think you we do, m- do a filthy uh, shot for that one too.
2: <laughs> no, I, but we, we've got a bucket of a bucket of, uh, a bucket of uh, uh, lollies for the kids, um, but we call it bucket of blood. <laughs> they just have to they dip their hands in there if and see dare. what they get. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the community really gets into this. I've, there's and loads of yeah. street performers. So yeah, they, they, they had happened.
2: a the Rocky Horror yeah. picture show. Uh, Performers.
1: Yeah, the
0: whole cast of the Rocky yeah. Picture Show. Oh, really? And we've had the Adams Family last yeah. year and all these different jugglers and street performers. I think we got probably And ha- Halloween 3, was absolutely packed. So.
3: The streets were packed. Were they really? Halloween yeah. was absolutely a, an amazing success, yes.
1: I was doing exams at
3: that time, so I really oh, didn't pay any attention to it. You could, so hardly, you could hardly move on Fitzroy Street. It was so I'll busy to go next it year. It always
2: depends yeah. what day of the week it falls on as yeah, well. I think this well. year or last year it was a, a Saturday, so I think. That, that always right. helps.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not on a school night.
2: No. And so
0: they're <laughs> planning to do something similar for Valentine's Day. And, and so, like, you know, mark calendar. Yeah. Uh, you know, calendar the red-letter days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right.
3: Mm. Well, oh, they say the National Gallery of Victoria is moving to St Kilda, a new a new branch. So we'll what? see. I mean? Yeah, but that's what I've heard. Yeah. Really? Yeah. NGV. yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Would a add. gallery on...
3: With? Right on. uh oh, well, if the, you know, the new, the Triangle Project. Uh. Ah. Yeah. So that's still, still going on. And there's a lot of, uh, meeting about this project currently occurring and, um, yeah, one of the bodies interested would be the NGV to open a That's new site there. So it? that will bring a lot of people. <laughs> the triangle. <laughs>
1: the triangle. Oh,
3: my God. You're at Joy 94.9.
1: You're listening to a Joycast from glb community radio station, Joy 94.9. We're winding up on the escape hour, and today we've been taking a, um, a look at... St Kilda, Fitzroy Street in particular, which has been, uh, and Grace Street, um, which has been a, a challenged part of town. Pride March is next week. It's, it's uh, Melbourne's original queer community, and it's still going long and strong. Um, fashions have changed. People are starting to ebb and flow back. That's when you live by the beach, you know the tide goes out, but always come back. Um Uh, interesting that you were mentioning with the different ages Jules from misery guts that come in there's like a generational gap between really young people and older people we've had one message in as a mature drinker um, the SMS reads from the number ending 515 as a mature drinker I love that misery guts has a mixed aged crowd so I don't feel like an old duck amongst the youngies whilst enjoying a drink thanks Jules. I love an old duck (laughs) (laughs) but it's very much that's a very St Kilda feel and I think that places like the dog's bar used to be like that it was just such a diverse mixed crowd that nobody felt out of place and I think that, that uh, I hope St Kilda comes back with more venues like that that are less exclusionary and more welcoming to diversity and that everybody even old ducks feel very welcome that's so sweet yeah, yeah. you have to make yourself known next time um next time the um, message goes and I, I hope they quack at you <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> me too I'll just be quacking at everyone that comes in.
1: Exactly. Was it you? Are you the duck? <laughs> so, final thoughts. Um, uh, St Kilda, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> yes,
3: oh, yes. Yes, 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 of course, yes, yes. Um,
1: what's your favourite thing, Jules? What, what really typifies St Kilda to you? Or can it not be worded as such? Ooh. Ah
3: throw out a curly question of, yeah, in the last two minutes, did f- <laughs> uh, to, to me, it's the sunset, every day. sunset over the day. Wow, I miss the sunset really.
2: from where I am, you know, but... Yeah. I don't
0: know. Mm. I say really simple things like Katani Gardens, like the the, the beach. people's, yeah. but really, it's the community. It's, it's just yeah, the community. It's the very, the comu- very you know strong. everyone. Mm. You
3: know everyone. Everyone knows you. Like you can talk to everyone. Everyone is relaxed. Everyone mm. is willing to talk to a, bar, a chat every day. How are you mm. doing? It's they're a very, very protective of community. each other as well. Mm. Yes, Everyone's yeah.
2: very loyal, mm. yes. which I, I I don't see in an, in. Other areas.
1: It's funny enough, I spend more time, I think, socialising on Smith Street than I do in St Kilda. Yeah,
2: Yeah. right.
1: (laughs) Which is weird, (laughs) I don't live there. But um, yeah, I think that um, uh, because a lot of uh, gay venues are there. Yeah. Yes. And they're they're not in St Kilda, especially after the Greyhound shutdown. They just don't exist like they used to. And I think you're probably one of the few that's got a pride flag Mm -hmm. or colours painted on the. Yeah, the box outside. Oh,
2: yeah, my flower box. Yeah, the flower box. Yeah, the
1: pansies. (laughs) 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 And so, Paul, one final word. What typifies St Kilda to you? Community. You were saying community. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's a village. It's an absolute village in the city. It might only be five minutes drive to the city, but it's it's a place unto its own, and and I love that about it. Fantastic. Well, thank you
1: very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you to the old duck. I look thank forward you. to having a quack with you next time. Me I, too. Great. Thanks
0: for listening to a Joycast from Joy
1: 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.